This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, February 6th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Census deadlines today. Budget chair lacks work rules discouraging workforce. Lawmakers say bird flu funds need to be expeditiously utilized. USDA, census response strong. Deadline today. Today is officially the last day for farmers to submit their responses for the 2022 Census of Agriculture. USDA spokeswoman Teresa White says the response to the census so far has been strong. As far as what will happen to responses received after Monday, we want producers to know that their efforts will count and to please complete the census of agriculture as soon as possible, she said in an email to AgriPulse. We don't want any producer to be unrepresented in these influential and widely used data. For more on this week's D.C. agenda, read our Washington Week Ahead. Budget chair lacks work rules discouraging workforce. President Biden got some great news on Friday with a report that the economy added 517,000 jobs in January. But House Budget Committee Chairman Jody Arrington, the Texas Republican, says that isn't good enough, noting that the workforce is still smaller than it was before the pandemic. He's notably blaming that in part on federal welfare programs. We should end Democrats' welfare-without-work policies that have sidelined labor, rein in this unbridled spending, and reduce the tax and regulatory burden that are forcing our economy into a recession. Why it matters? Well, Arrington may want to make a case for tightening work requirements in programs like the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program. If so, that could set up a partisan battle over the next farm bill since SNAP makes up about 80% of spending. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Lawmakers say bird flu funds need to be expeditiously utilized. In the wake of the unprecedented outbreak of avian influenza, a bipartisan group of lawmakers called on USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service to quickly disseminate funds Congress recently allocated to limit the impact of the outbreak. Through the appropriations bill passed at the end of the year, Congress allocated over $64 million for improving avian health and included guidance directing APHIS to coordinate proactively with state animal health officials to mitigate the spread of the highly pathogenic avian influenza. Additionally, Congress directed APHIS to increase outreach and engagement with poultry producers to educate them on how to proactively halt further spread. 
A letter led by Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee Chairwoman Tammy Baldwin, Wisconsin Democrat, said it's imperative the agency work, uh, quickly deploy additional resources and work with the states in improving biosecurity measures within the avian supply chain, including the disinfection of sites and the testing and quarantining of affected flocks. Also signing the letter was Senate Agriculture Committee Ranking Member John Bozeman of Arkansas and fellow Arkansas Republican Tom Cotton. Tom Carper and Chris Coons, both Democrats from Delaware, Mark Warner, a Virginia Democrat, and Roger Wicker, a Mississippi Republican. The outbreak, which began a year ago, has impacted 745 flocks in 47 states and affected over 58 million birds. New NCBA leader implores industry to get behind traceability. South Dakota rancher Todd Wilkerson took the helm of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association on Friday and has a fiery message for his fellow producers. Get on board with traceability. Wilkinson and other NCBA leaders argue producer involvement in the drafting process will improve a system they see as downright inevitability. USDA rolled out a proposal in January to require the electronic identification of cattle bound for interstate movement, and NCBA has been working internally to come up with language it could support. Current regulations would require the halting of all cattle movement in the United States for 72 hours after the detection of certain foreign animal diseases, something NCBA argues would not allow the system to move, quote, at the speed of commerce. NCBA's timeline? Well, the group has three goals for its traceability work. Gain commitment across the industry organizations to participate in the program by 2024. To establish electronic identification as an industry standard by 2026 and make all traceability systems compatible industry-wide by 2026. Senators propose merging ReConnect program with other USDA broadband efforts. Four senators from both sides of the political aisle want to merge the Agriculture Department's ReConnect program with its other broadband loan and grant programs. New Mexico Democrat Ben Ray Luan, the chair of the Senate Commerce Committee Subcommittee on Communications, Media and Broadband, and South Dakota Republican John Thune, the subcommittee's ranking member, have proposed legislation aimed at streamlining the USDA's broadband programs. The bill is also sponsored by Senators Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota and Deb Fisher of Nebraska. Now take note, the bill has support from the Internet and Television Association, the Rural Broadband Association, the Broadband Association, the American Farm Bureau Federation, the American Seed Trade Association, and the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Efforts to advance grizzly delisting advance. The Fish and Wildlife Service is moving ahead with a delisting proposal for two populations of the grizzly bear, a move that was swiftly criticized by environmentalists but applauded by Republican lawmakers. The science is clear. It's time to delist the grizzly bear, said Montana Senator Steve Daines. 
Montana Governor Greg Gianfort submitted the petition to delist the Northern Continental Divide population, which occurs only in Montana, while Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon filed a petition to delist the Greater Yellowstone Ecosystem population, which occurs in parts of Montana, Wyoming, and Idaho. While critical of the decision to start a formal status review, uh, which would likely result in a proposal to lift the endangered species protections, environmental groups also noted that the service had denied the request from Idaho to delist all bears in the lower 48 states. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, February 6th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.